if this is what you're made to do, if this is what makes your, your soul come alive, if this is where you feel like, honestly, this is, I think this is why God put me on this earth, that it does not matter how silly your circumstances, how impossible your obstacles, you should go for it. Did you miss getting your tickets to rise or maybe you went and you just want to relive it? Well, today's episode is for you, girl. It is a bonus, um, a little taste of something that happened our very first night at Rise, a conversation with Britt Barron, Jen Hatmaker, and me. We literally talked about everything from work to family to whether or not any of us should have to wear a bra. It is a fun and super relevant conversation for today's women, and you are definitely not going to want to miss it. Here you go. So first of all, Jen, if you would, just tell us a little bit about um, who you are, how you are today, and then maybe also how you and Rachel know each other, because you guys are friends in I'd real life. I'd love to hear your perspective. IRL, so. I would like to then tell my side of it. Perfect, oh. perfect. Oh, I want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my city. We are so glad you're here. <laughs> I told Rachel, I can't wait to meet all your friends. This is so fun. I'm just so glad you're here. You got on planes, you came. Like, I, I travel for a living, so I understand what it took to get you out the door. Like, I really do. When some kid is hanging on to your ankles, and you're like, kid, I mean, I love you, but I'll cut you. Yeah. Like, let yes. go. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, will my husband feed them this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. totally. I don't know. Totally. When I first started traveling, you guys, for any of you who are not, this is a big deal. And I know that some of you it is. You've, you do not leave often. It took a million hours to pull this off. I'll tell you that when I first started traveling, um, I would leave like these really long, detailed lists for my husband, Brandon, on what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what we do, and this is what we don't do. You know, like, we eat this, we do not eat this. Um, and it was just, I laminated a list. I'm not, like, that's not a lie. Yeah. I laminated instructions. And a handful of years later, after, like, a lot of trips, legit, like, I walk out, I have five kids. One, two, three, four, five. five. A zillion. Five. <clears throat> now, I, um, I just walk out the door, and I'm like, hey, baby, just keep them alive. That's it. Will they be that, alive? If I come home to five living children, you you're won. a hero. You won. Like you won. you're the champion. Yeah. So y'all don't worry about it. It's all fine. Yeah. Whatever you left behind, it's fine. They're gonna be fine. It's fine. It's not your problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna eat goldfish. Yeah. They're gonna eat goldfish crackers for every meal. Don't. But they will yeah. eat. Yeah. Don't you yeah. worry. Nobody will be bathed. Yeah. You will go home no. and your children It'll will smell, smell like, like a, a diaper pill. Yes. It's yes. fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's worth it. Will um, they be breathing? Yes. Worth it. So I live here in Austin with my family. We've lived here for almost 20 years. It's my favorite city on earth. Um, so very glad. You chose a good city I for did. the first rise. And yeah. I will tell you a million percent, this is the God's honest truth. Okay. I thought, I told Sammy when we started thinking about where we would have it, I said, if we have it in Austin, I think I could get Jen Hatmaker to come. <laughs> this is cheers. Cheers to setting Here goals and dreams. Here we are. Yeah. I was like, I don't know any other big speakers, but if we did it, like, you know, close to her house and we gave her white wine, she might come. Um, listen, it when works. I got here, I was texting Rachel earlier today, and I'm like, so I, um, I'm in room fulls of women for a career, but um, I get real nervous. 
nervous about walking into a place by myself. Yeah. Like anybody else could get nervous walking in today. Yeah. I understand you. Yes. Like super nervous. And I'm like, it's just, can somebody be my person? Can I have a friend? Like, can you assign me a friend yes. that can, co- that can mm-hmm. know me and like walk near me? And boy, me? did we ever. Yes. And so I walk in the lobby downstairs by myself with my feelings and my little purse. And Omari, where's Omari? Did right he already there. leave? Oh, no, no, no. He's here um, all you night. Guys, literally, like, the doors part and there's Omari front and center with a glass of white wine. Yes. And I'm like... What? We don't play. What? At Chic Media, we do not play. And just as a side note, I said, oh, Omari's going to meet you, but she doesn't know who Omari is. So I thought, I'm going to go to his Instagram and find a photo to send to Jen so she knows he's a safe space for her. And if any of you follow Omari on Instagram, there's not a single appropriate photo. It's all right. (laughs) Every photo has the deepest V. The shirt has the deepest V you've ever seen in your life. What is it, at Omari McNeil? Yeah, everyone go follow him. You want in on this. It's hot here, too. I affirm you. I do. Yeah, I couldn't find, I found like a photo from like 1992 on your Instagram and I sent it to her. I was like, he's 12 in this photo, but it's fine. He's he's good. I ain't scared. Um, So I live here. My husband and I, Brandon, have been here for a lot of years. We, um, We started a little like, to use your word, ratchet uh, church. We have a little ratchet church in South Austin where all the weirdos come. And it is precious. And we have five kids. Our oldest has just finished his freshman year in college, which is absurd, obviously. And you handled that really well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did with you, much grace you were and fine. dignity. You didn't, you except didn't have opposite any anxiety day. at all. Um, and um, then my oldest. So coming up this fall, I will have a senior, a sophomore, an eighth grader, and a sixth grader. So we've got two in middle, two in high school, one in college. Jesus, take the wheel. I don't even know what to say. Jesus like, can't even find your wheel. It's bearing a no, under children. I don't even, how many of you have somebody in college, a kid in college? Oh, I just, yes. And how many of you have a kid in high school? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. middle, she God said, help us. She just said. Middle, you have two. Middle school? How about middle? You guys, may I tell you something? This is just us friends, and you won't feel bad thoughts about me if I say this, but when my son went to college last fall, and it was devastating because he's like my person, uh, I just could not believe it. I, I told my husband, Brandon, I said, it's so terrible how they go to college right when they get the absolute most awesome, like right when they're amazing. I said, and this is mean, and I'm sorry, I... I said, why, why can't we send them to college between fifth and eighth grade? <laughs> I wouldn't even miss them. Like, I wouldn't even miss them. Yeah, it's like boarding so, school. They come back better. They know how to take care of a horse. Let's start over yeah. in ninth grade. Yeah. Um, anyway. That's what happens just, in boarding school, right? You get yeah. a horse, right? Yeah, no? yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. This is a really long intro. Why is it taking no, me so long? This is exactly what I hoped for for okay. tonight. So um, perfect. So Wait, I just want to finish because um, we did all the moms, but I, you, we didn't get to my space in momhood. So if you have a kid in elementary school, oh, yeah, right. thank you. If you yeah. have a baby under one. Oh, bless. All right, sisters. Bless them. Sisters. And you came. You showed up. Sisters. I love that. Do not quit living your life because yes. you have babies everywhere. You are here. Yes. You made it. Yeah, you, you made did. It. That baby's Carry on. Alive. I did fine. my time in baby prison. Yeah. I remember. Um... Yes. 
So, and a quick word for the little mamas, for the moms of the littles and even the elementaries. Let me just tell you, and I promise you this is the truth. You all big kids are so fun. You, your best days are ahead of you, okay? Just weather it. Weather it. God have mercy. If I ever, my daughter, Remy, my youngest, just finished fifth grade last week. And I am like, I have all these fellow moms around me and they're weepy like, Oh my God, we're done with we're done with elementary school forever, and they're in middle, and everything's terrible. And I'm like, where's the mimosa? Yes. Like, if I never see another reading log as long as I live. Anyway, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Elementary school is a gauntlet. Yes. Anyhow, so um, uh, teenagers are so much fun. Like, do not be afraid. All these moms who make you feel terrified about what's ahead, like, ooh, enjoy them when they're four, because then they get terrible. Like. First of all, what are you doing? Like, what Something's is your... Something's gone wrong. What's your Something's life system? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what you want to yeah. say to me yeah. right now. But I think um, I have my oldest is 10, and yeah. I feel like I'm like I'm corrupting him because I want him to be my best friend. Totally. He's so much fun. Totally. And we uh, honestly, we like go to the... I like send you guys texts all the time. Like yeah. we go... I'll go shopping for clothes, and he's like, Mommy, what about... Should we... Oh, yeah. Is it this? Is yeah. this what you need? I'm like, well, if your grandma was going to a 4th of July barbecue, that's what she'd wear. Um, trying. And he thinks it's hilarious. He's super sarcastic. Yeah. And I'm like, I am ruining you. Because, by the way, you're going to go tell my my mother-in-law that I said that about her 4th of July yeah. barbecue outfit. I'm, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, keep yeah. going with your intro. No, I'm just saying that you're on the right track. Like, yeah. It even gets more fun. Yeah. They're funny and they're smart and they're interesting. I just got back two days ago from a college tour with my in, with my upcoming senior. And it just everything Who's feels... Who's prettier sick. than all of us combined. It's, it's, I'm mad. It's, it's I'm upsetting mad. how pretty... We're the same height, and the pound differentiation between us is so So obscene that I'm actually her enemy. Yeah. So, anyway, it's the most amount of fun. So, here's my advice to you. If you expect to love the teen years, you will. That's real. You expect that those little babies you're raising right now are just going to grow into better versions of who they are. And they are. And they will. And sometimes they're awful. And sometimes they're terrible. And they will make the decisions that just, they'll send you to the liquor cabinet. But... It is so fun to raise teens. So anyway, I have a bunch of kids, and I'm an author. I've written a whole bunch of books that I honestly don't know how many. I'm, it's either 12 or 13, and yes, I don't so know. Yes, there's a number somewhere. And I travel, and I speak, and I teach, and I just love my life. I used to be a teacher. When I came out of college, I taught fourth grade. Any of you teachers? Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. 
And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Oh, Ooh, a lot of you. A whole oh teaching gosh, section. You are the found future of this country. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just you. I'm sorry. I used to teach, and then um, I just had this like burning something inside of me to be a writer, which was absurd because nobody was asking me to do that. Like, <laughs> we'd like to pay you money to change your careers. Um, and I just went for it. And it is such a joy. It's such a thrill. And so, anyway, that's what I do. That is who I am. Hey. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Good, good, Back good, to you, Kitty. It's like, am I wow. here? Just I was take, like, wow, it's just, going. Yeah, just take it out. You nap. know what's, this is just random. You know what's funny? Is that Rachel and I always talk about this, is the way, I don't have any kids, and the way people talk about their children always is like, oh my gosh, I haven't slept or gone to the bathroom by myself in three years, and I'm so tired, and baby prison, it gets worse. And um, But then immediately then, we're like, when are you going to have a baby? Right, then, then that's yeah. the next question is like, so anyways, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, like oh, I, don't, I pushed a baby maybe out. Maybe never? Yeah. And, yeah. I can't pee without, or I can't laugh without yeah. peeing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, when yeah. are you going to do this? Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Or like, yeah, just like, I, it'll, we have had so many conversations about children, toddlers, labor. Like, oh, I'm just like, nipples. oh, the cracked nipples. And the like, I'm going to push everything out. And then everything here will just be like a turtleneck. Going forward, you're laughing because you know it's real. I don't know that for sure. I didn't look in a mirror, but based on how I don't felt, look. Yeah. don't look. I just and then they give you those mesh beans. I don't know if I've told you, they give you mesh don't underwear. Uh, her name is Brittany, we all call her beans, just so we're clear for the rest of this weekend. But they give you mesh underwear that are like little shorts, right? Did you guys get these? And then they this is for any of you who are just haven't been there, and then you're gonna wear. Uh, just there are men in this room and I am sorry Jack you're used to it uh, cover your ears but they, then they're going to give you not one pad but two and those pads are like in 1975 this is what they made women wear like yeah. they couldn't go to school because they had it's like a phone book yeah. so you've got mesh underwear yeah. double yeah. double pads you know, I never realized that I would be, I was like, if I can just get through the labor, I'll be fine. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't realize that I'm going to be like, like, oh, I'm going to just over here, just going to yeah. be wearing mesh underwear. But that's but what I'm saying. But when are you going like, to have a baby? Exactly. Yeah. When are you going to breed? Exactly. Oh. These are the stories. And then the next question is always, so anyways. How like, about you guys? Wow, that sounds like yes, the worst thing ever happened. that feels fun. Um, all right. So anyways. Um, so if you don't follow Jen Hatmaker on Instagram, you should. Uh, you posted a little like snippet of, <laughs> of you reading like audio for your new book, uh, which you could talk a little bit about, of Mess and Moxie. Uh, you were telling a story about your first job in a thong leotard. It was, it was a great story. Um, but if you want to talk a little bit about this next book, what are you thinking? What do you want to say with it? What, what, what's kind of like in your heart right now that you're sharing. I have a book coming out in August. It's called Of Mess and Moxie. And that's nice. Y'all are nice. You're nice people. You're nice girls. Um, and 
Um, it's funny. In the intro, I absolutely um, plagiarized um, some song lyrics from Martina McBride. Did y'all, any of y'all listen to country music like in the 90s? And Okay. What do you need? Independence Day. This one's for the girls. What do you need? What do you what? need? I'll Why do you know right? this? I oh, you're country. It, yeah, I forgot country. that you're country. That's Come right. On. Um, Martina has an old song called um, This One's for the Girls. <laughs> this, this one's for the girls. I have no Whoever had a broken heart. Can you anyway, I really can't. No. I can't either. I, I wish. like stopped. I wish. It's one of the gifts that. A song, everybody! I love that Beats has no idea what this song is. Yes. A song's good for everything. Excellent. This is what we're... This is good. This is good. This is what, when you bring your friend to DJ, then he just like hooks it up all weekend. Everyone give it up for a song. That was impressive. Oh, nice. So you stole from Martina. That was super nice. Um, in that song, Martina kind of goes through, this one's for all you girls about 23. And she sort of unpacks what life looks for you. This is for all you girls about 41 and goes through. So I absolutely stole the whole idea. I gave her credit, to be fair. Oh, good. Okay. But good. so I kind of walked through like, this one is for all you girls about 23, and it's this invitation into young adults who are joining the adult force. And I said, listen, we ahead of you are so glad you're here. We believe in you. We are proud of you. We think you're amazing. We think you're gifted. We know how weird life is for you right now. Like, you're an adult, and you thought it was going to be like this, and it's not quite. Like, it's not quite. There's rent, and there's health insurance. This is crap. Like, that's not what you meant. That's not what you meant. Um, but you're going to make it. We did. You will. And you're the net. We're passing the baton to you. Welcome. This one's for you. And then I go on like, this is for all you girls about 42. And you're like in the thick of the family years. And you are raising kids maybe. And you are in the middle of your career. You wish you were. Um, and life is busy. And life is crowded. And you have these amazing dreams. And some of them are realized. And some of them are just sort of privately stashed. But you are strong. And you are smart. And you have overcome a lot already at this point. And I'm your sister. Uh, that's me. I'm 42. So I am right here in the middle of it with you like halfway through like this one's for you and then I go on to say this is for all you girls like about 58 right you're ahead of us you've done it you did it you're amazing like we're looking at you like are we gonna make it and you're telling us that we are and you're our mentors and you're our teachers and and then you laid a, laid a lot of pavement for us that we're now walking on right that you you broke down some barriers that we are now just crashing through and so um so what I hope of mess and moxie is is it's sincerely a love letter to women um that wherever you are and then whatever you've brought to the table if you're in the dead center of heartache. Like if your life is in shambles all around you, if it's absolutely crumbled. In this book, I've talked more about my own personal suffering and my family suffering than I ever have in my entire career. So that's in there. Um, if this is, if you're in the stage where you're like, 
I'm on the cusp. Man, it's time for my dreams. It's time. It's time for me to say yes. It's time for me to step into it. It's time for me to like go for it. I get that space. I, you will not find a bigger cheerleader. Um, so I've got that in there for you. And then there's some stuff that is just simply absurd. Absolutely absurd. I think humor matters. I like to be funny. I like to think of you reading it and laughing. Um, and so there is just some absolutely asinine things in there that are meant to make you laugh in public. There's recipes. There's prayers. It's all in there. So this one's for the girls. Yeah. But wait, there's a story about a uh, leotard? Well, to your point, um, yep. <laughs> I have one really, like, uh, sober-minded, uh, thoughtful essay that's in really deep waters called On Exercise. And um, I just go through my feelings on it all. And my feelings began in high school with my very first job ever, which was um, I worked at a women's only little gym called Fitness for Her. And my boss, her name was Venus, because it was, obviously. And as you do. As, as it was. Yeah. Yeah. And um, every single day at the gym, she wore, now remember, okay, let me give you context. This is 1990, all right? So just take it back a notch, 1990. And she wore, um, like, what do you want to say, spandex shorts at, and over it was a thong leotard <laughs> every day. And I just didn't want to... Did she have the body for that? She did. Okay. Well, fine. She did. Fine. But I still you didn't want to see Venus. that. Yeah. I didn't want to see it. Yeah. But I saw it. Yeah. And so um, that was my very first job. And I taught aerobics there. Oh, um, really? Which I was, uh, I was 16. I was clearly unqualified for. Uh, I mean, I got like... Uh, approximately 10 minutes of training and then started a class and I was so oh you guys I the shame spiral that's over my head right now when I think of it like I didn't know how to do anything and I didn't know how to even um step on the four count so I would just step on whatever like whenever my whenever my foot stepped I was teaching step aerobics by the way which was a very 1990s thing to do and I didn't understand the terminology. I didn't understand the language. I would just be like, I, I just made stuff up. Like, we're going to just do like a, a march move with our arms. And then in a minute, we're going to be like more like a boxer. And they were like, um. And I would get real confused on rights and lefts. So I would just be like, this way. <laughs> it was a disaster. I mean, this woman paid $50 a month to be there. So anyway, Venus... Thong, leotard, first job. Okay. Full circle. Land the plane. Full circle. Okay. Um, we're all glad that you transitioned careers, Thank I think. You. Um, so to that point, I, you talked a little bit uh, earlier about being a teacher and then just feeling like you wanted to write. And I think there's probably a lot of people in this room, myself included, who are somewhere and see somewhere else that they want to be. Can you talk a little about how you did that? Like what kind of helped you make that jump to say, I teach fourth grade, I'm going to be a writer. I wish it was like a real clean story. Like in that one day I was in the classroom, I had a big dream, and the next day I tendered my resignation and wrote a bestseller. Yes. Like I wish that was the story, but it is so not. Um, I, there, it, it, this was sort of a long... Cheers, whoever that was. You, Cheers. You're yeah. perfect. You're fine. It's, Don't worry. It's fine. Um, they clean this carpet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was sort of a long road in the same direction. I was a teacher, and then I just 
kept having babies. Like nobody told me not to do that. And so um, I, I, I stayed home for a couple of years. Any of you like stay home with babes? Yeah, yes. I stayed home for a couple of years with my littles. All my, I had three kids in a row, all two years apart. So it was just like, just like raining babies. And so I was at home, and um, I don't know how to liken it, except I, I've said it before, like it, it was a bit like a balloon that's expanding in my chest. I've always loved to write. I had some clues. Like if I can look backwards, I can see some writing on the wall. What, what did I love? What made my heart beat? Um, what made me feel alive? What, what, where did I feel like uh, just sort of energy surrounding what I was work, what I was doing? And I could, I could now see in hindsight that writing was a big, big piece of that. But so I sort of had this balloon expanding my chest, like I got some things to say. I got some things I want to write down, uh, which was dumb. Let's be honest. So um, don't don't imagine for one second that the dream that is in front of you is necessarily going to make sense. It might not. It really might not. There there might not be a super obvious path like, well, this person is going to pay, pay me money to do it, so I should. Or now's a good time. You guys, I wrote my first book when my kids were one, three, and five. Hi. Why? Why? How? I don't even remember. People ask me now, how'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I have, it's foggy. I don't remember any of it. I didn't even have an email address. I didn't even have a laptop. I borrowed a laptop and nothing made sense. And so I want you to, I want to tell you that if some of you have a dream, like just in front of you, um, it might just feel absolutely absurd. And maybe it is like, it might be, there might be no sensible person might tell you, now's a good time. Like, let's just go for it now. Um, and yet, I, I am here in front of you to tell you that if this is what you're made to do, if this is what makes your, your soul come alive, if this is where you feel like, honestly, this is, I think this is why God put me on this earth, that it does not matter how silly your circumstances, how impossible your obstacles, how um, outrageous the timing, um, or how unlikely your success, you should go for it. You should. And, I, and then I will tell you this. Let's bring it back down to the ground. I then proceeded to write seven books that zero people ever read. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I think I made negative money. Um, I, it, there was, there was none of this. There was none of this, nothing. Um, there was, I, I put my head down and I worked for the love of it. I worked for the love of the craft. I looked for the love of the written word, for the love of my calling, for the love of the message I cared about. And I am telling you that at, there was absolutely nobody paying attention. No applause, no big paychecks, no fancy soirees. Is that a word? It is a word, but I, I, I now have successful books and nobody throws me a fancy soiree. Well, okay, that's true. So, that's true. Take that way out of that stratosphere. Just so if anyone's dreaming of book writing, that's that never point. happens There's to no soirees. Anna, does that happen for you? Do you get fancy soirees? Maybe you do when you go to other countries. Yes. Yes, I'm talking yeah. to you, yeah. Anna. Anna, you will, you will love this. So my girlfriend, Anna, um, started writing books on Wattpad. You wrote a chapter at a time. Yeah. And how many, like, just how, like, give us the number of how many that first thing 
was red or sold, like give me the high number that will make us. Either one, the higher number. Million, million. That's Anna Todd. Yes. Billion. Not even million, you guys. Billion. So she wrote fan fiction about One Direction. Which, if any of us were smart, Anna was like, I figured it out. She figured it out. Anna, stand up. Yeah. They all want to see you. Sorry. Was I not supposed to say that you were here? Yes. I'm sorry. Anna's just a friend, and I maybe wasn't supposed to say that she was here. I'm sorry. You did tell me. You were like, I'm just coming as your friend. Don't tell well, people. I have a whole new I career path. 1.8 billion. Sorry. That's exactly the you. point. Nobody like, go ask her for when an autograph. When no one it's is fine. asking you to do it, you find a way to get it out there. Yeah. Wait. You know, was anyone asking you to write One Direction fan fiction? Yes, you just thought it was fun. You were like, I'm gonna write this stuff down for the love of the craft. For the love of the craft, it's worth it. And um, and the applause is, I know sometimes it feels like that is the end game, but it is not. I'll tell you, it's not. Um, what feels good is doing what you're made to do. What feels good is knowing that you've got like, these handful of days on this earth, really, it's fast. I'm halfway through my life. I can't believe it, I'm halfway done. And I'm realizing this is it. Like, I don't, I don't get any days back. I don't get a redo. I don't get a do-over. Um, I have this one life to spend. And, and Annie Dillard said, um, how you live your days becomes how you lived your life. And I'm like, dang. Because there's this one idea about my life I want to live. But what's real is the days we live. Right? And so, but if we let too many of them just slip through our fingers, because next year's the year we're going to start, right? When, when everything's a little easier, when the kids are a little older, um, when, when life is a little bit more calmed down, what's going to happen is we're going to blink and it's 15 years from now. And so this is it. These are our days and these days become our life. And so whatever little dream you have in front of you, I am here to like stand on my chair and cheer you on. Like, Go for it. Like, it'll probably be slow. It'll probably take way longer than you think it should. Nobody will understand your brilliance early enough. Like, where are your fans, you know? Um, but it is still worth it. There's this joy that comes from doing your work um, that nothing else can replace. I promise you that that is true. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously, you can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market. Because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach good that is good to know um thank you we are running um low on time i think there's one question How is that even real i yeah i literally oh, like I wow all night okay, okay. all right um, all right i think there's a rule i think we 
They after. kick us out okay. of here. They light the building um, on fire if we don't get out. Okay. Yeah. I think there's one question probably everybody wants to know. I'll just go ahead and ask it for everyone. How, like, are you done adding people to your family? Are you... Is someone in their 30s that's, like, adoptable, would you consider it? Or are you just, is five, are you done? Is that the limit? Or is that the limit? Yeah. Right. right. I am super at the max. Yeah. Like, Remy, Remy my 11-year-old, my is, my youngest two are adopted, by the way. So I had three kids, like, the way that you have them out of your body. And um, my youngest two kids are Ethiopian. And so we adopted them six years ago, and um, they came to us at five and eight, and now they are 11 and 13. And um, so my youngest, Remy, is crushed that I will not get pregnant. Just crushed. Oh. Like, it's all she ever wanted in the world was oh. for me to have another baby out of my body and so it's just simply not happening because um the thing was we were going to only have three kids and so I had my third well actually my husband was only going to have two whoops yes he was going to have two yeah except that I was going to have three okay and so like the minute that third kid was born he got a vasectomy like <laughs> Like, we're all in the hospital yes. together. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyhow, this is it. But I feel like, just to turn it for one quick second, I, f uh, I feel like part of my task, part of my space, part of my role is I feel incredibly thrilled, and I hope this does not sound condescending because I do not mean it in that way at all, but I feel this urge to help mother my my own generation and the one behind me, um, that I care so deeply for women. I care for your families and your relationships and your careers and your children. And um, I feel like any, like any maternal gas left in the tank is turned toward my people, mm -hmm. toward the people that I write for and that I lead and that I teach. And I am so convinced that this life can be stunning and beautiful, even in the midst of pain and suffering, which, hello, we will all encounter. If you haven't, just live longer. Yeah. Okay? Like, uh, this is not it's some... It's coming. It's I not some Pollyanna. If you do this, this, and this right, you will never suffer, yeah. or you will never have pain, or you'll never have loss. That's a fake life. That's not real. So if any of your leaders are telling you that, that's not true. Um, you will have all of those things, but I'm so convinced that even in the midst of it, um, that life can be vibrant and enriching and fulfilling and connected and meaningful and beautiful. And so, um, so I may not have any more biological kids or adopted kids, um, but I do feel this urge to just birth something beautiful in our generation, in our time, in this one minute that we're sharing together on earth, um, that people will be able to look back on our generation and say, man, they did something special. Yeah. Like they cared about each other. They cared about the world. They were paying attention. They loved people well. They served people well. Um, they cared about the outliers and the marginalized, and they pulled them in tight. And so that's my legacy. That's what I want to leave. That's what I want to lead into. Um, and that's where I want to spend all the rest of my energy and all of my days. Yes. It
it's worth saying, you asked the question earlier, you asked Jen like how, how this happened and she didn't answer it, which hurts my heart. So I'm gonna answer oh, I missed it. I forgot how we became it. best friends right. before we end this evening. I do. Um, so I have, I have loved Jen for, for years and years. I think like any proper good Christian girl, I read all of her books and followed all of the social media. And, um, and you know this, um, but I read Interrupted, uh, which is if you, well, actually, I wouldn't say that is your intro to Jen Hatmaker. I, I tell people if you've never read her before, you should pick up For the Love, because it's going to make you laugh. You're going to be able to read it, read it easily. Interrupted's going to just mess your, your, your stuff up, okay? So I read Interrupted, which was the story of you guys starting the church. Um, and it was right when we were, we had been a couple years into trying to adopt from Ethiopia and then, um, that closed down. That wasn't an option for us anymore. And so we were trying to decide what we would do next and, um, really felt called to, um, do work in foster care. Um, and so I just, I, I loved it. I made Dave read it. And when I say that he read it, he listened to it on audio because he doesn't know how to read a book, but it's fine. He'll be here later. Nobody tell, tell him I told you that. Um, so we both read Interrupted and we were on fire. We're like, we're, we're going to change. We're changing everything. We're, we're, we're going to solve the homeless population in Los Angeles County. We are going to, I mean, we're just going to do all the things. We were so on fire, but, um, my girl crush on her knew no bounds. And then I had the opportunity to speak on a panel with her, which feels like someone is confused. Like someone, it was, it was Jen and then Jess, who you guys are going to get to hear from tomorrow. And then Rach. Like, so they were like, we need a body. Let's like, let someone fill in this. And honestly, I went to the party and there's a picture that my best friend took of me that night. Um, I couldn't even look in her direction. Like I loved her so much that I couldn't even, I was like, I'm gonna, I don't have great bladder control and I'm gonna <laughs> actually. And so my, the way that I dealt with it was just to not look at her. And I hand to God, we did a panel and she was sitting next to me and I just like, uh, Jen's here and I just like at the audience, like I don't see this, it's not happening. Um, and we did this panel and I was like, oh. Oh my God, I was dying. I was dying. At the end of the night she gave me a hug and I was like, I'm good, alive. I'm good. I don't need anything else. Um, and then, like, I don't know, six months later, like, you must have been drunk. But she maybe reached out an email, and she said, hey, we're putting together this team to go to Ethiopia. Would you like to go? And I legitimately wrote her, I will, I will sit behind a Walmart in Alabama in the summer in a dumpster if you ask me to Jen Hatmaker. Like I only referred to her by her full name, Jen Hatmaker. I was like, I will literally go anywhere for you. Um, and so we went to Ethiopia, but like understand that like I still don't know her that well. So we go to Ethiopia and I pull the same move. I won't look in her direction. <laughs> Cause I'm like, this is her trip. I've never been on an African like mission trip before. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to the leader. You got like stuff you're eating your injara. Like, I don't know. So I don't look at Jen. I like at one point she's like, I'm like, hi, hi. it's fine. It's fine. So 
maybe the second or third day of the trip, um, we had to it, we had to take a long bus ride. So as far as I know, when you're when you're in Africa, you're just like riding in a van everywhere that you, you go for you for nine hours. For nine hours, yeah. and so we knew that we had to be in a van for a really long time. And I'm like, again, I won't look at her in the face. She's like, she's like Diana Ross. Like, I won't look at you. <laughs> And so I get in the van, I like sit next to the window, I'm fine, I got my ear, I got my headphones in, whatever. And everyone goes to get on the bus, and Jen Hatmaker sits next to me. <laughs> and I know that this means that Jen Hatmaker is committing to six hours <laughs> next to Rach. This is real. And I am- This is exaggerated. No, it is not. <laughs> And I am crapping my pants. I'm dying. I'm like, admire the scenery. It's all fine. And if you ever have the opportunity to sit with Jen, you know, um, I'm saying this like, oh, everyone knows about this. Jen, Micah might know. There's a handful of people who might know. Jen is the most inquisitive person you will ever meet. She could meet like someone dressed as a Muppet outside. She'd be like, tell me. Tell me about you. What's your... So she sits down. She's like, tell me everything. And I'm like, oh, my God. Jen Hatmaker wants to know everything. Um, and so I think I, it was like a full therapy. I'm yeah. like, well, when I was four, I just all the things. Did the whole thing? Yes, it really did. And um, two things came out of that time together. One is she said, what's your next book? And I don't... Do you even read fiction? No. Yes, I sure do. Oh, okay, but not like my kind of Yes, thing. I you do. You don't read like a girl in L.A. with you like high heels on. You don't know my life. On. I feel like, I feel like you're not reading Party Girl on weekends. <laughs> you're reading like the, you know, biography of like Mother Teresa or something. So I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to tell her about this story. So I'm like, okay, so there's superheroes and there's some time travel and I'm like hyped I'm like this is a great and I'm telling her the whole thing and she legitimately is like okay okay um but tell me what you're gonna really write I'm like no no I already that's there's a first draft of that like it's a it's a thing no 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 but Rachel like from your heart what's your heart like what's from what's the book from your heart and I said, oh, um, well, gosh, if I was going to write something, if I was going to write nonfiction, which I've never done before, um, I guess, uh, you know, I don't say this a lot, but I get literally hundreds of emails a week from women all over the world who are essentially saying the same thing to me, which is how, how do I fix this? How do I walk past this? How do I do this thing? How do I... And what I want to say, what I cannot say to you if you send me an email because I don't know the whole story. So I just give you little snippets. I say, girl, you are a warrior. You are strong. You have this. You can do this thing. But what I want to say to you is get your shit together. <laughs> what I want to say to you is that you are the one who is ultimately in control of your life. What I want to say to you, and Jen says, is girl... Wash your face, <laughs> which comes out February 2018 from Thomas Nelson. <laughs> so that is the first thing that came out of that trip to Ethiopia. And at some point in six hours, I think like we had talked all the things. It's time to just like have a minute. 
And I put in headphones and I'm looking out the window and at the Ethiopian countryside, which is just stunning, stunning. And I have, um, I, you know, I've been building a business for 12, 13 years, a long time. And people always ask me at, at things like this, like, how do you find a mentor? How do you find a mentor? And I'm like, damn if I know. Mm-hmm. Because I have always worked in typically women-led industries, and I haven't found a lot of women who wanted to be helpful to someone younger than, than them. And it is a prayer that I have prayed for years and years. Like, I just wish that I had someone that I could talk to. I wish that I had a mentor. And I put the headphones in, and I'm looking out at the countryside, and God was like, Look where you're at. Look where you are sitting right now. 15 years of praying for a thing and complaining about something that you don't have. And I have given you an opportunity to sit next to someone that women would kill to sit in this space with you. So beyond a book and beyond the fact that, and beyond Ethiopia, which was so incredibly healing, and beyond the fact that I said, will you come and sit on a stage and drink wine with me? And you were like, of course I will do that. Um, There are not a lot of women who just go, yeah, girl, you're younger and you haven't done this before. And so I just want you to know what your friendship has meant to my life and my career that you have been so gracious. And if you guys don't know Jen, Jen is so famous. And she should never return my text messages, but she always does. So if you take nothing else from this night, please understand that a woman who is at the top of her game in this industry takes the time to sit next to a girl she does not know on a van in Ethiopia to a country she invited her to and says, girl, tell me about your life. That is your legacy. We are seriously lucky to have you as any type of figure of mothering of anything for this generation. That is such a kind uh, and gracious mission to to have. And so thank you for that. Um, and to you and Rach, I think we're all just happy to witness that beautiful moment. So um, if you guys could give it up one more time for Jen Hatmaker and Rachel. Hey guys, if you like this episode, I hope you will consider subscribing to the Deus podcast on iTunes, sharing it with your friends, and showing some love on social media. For a newbie show like mine, those reviews are everything. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. To stay in touch with all things Deus, you can check out thechicsite.com or follow me on social media. I am Ms. Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, 
Register today at thisisils.org. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.